Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Keep Getting Better podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and on this podcast, we talk about the different ways you can improve your mindset, marketing, and money so that you can keep getting better and create a life and business that you love. If you know me, you know I like to keep it real. So on this podcast, you're going to hear about the ups, the downs, the mistakes I've made, the lessons I've learned, and so much more. So let's dive into today's podcast. So speaking of the mistakes I've made, let's talk about the four common mistakes to avoid when you're creating your first course. So if you don't know a bit about my story, a bit of context for you, I created and launched my first course in early 2019, and it was a Pinterest course. And the Pinterest course actually went went really well. Um, Since then, I've gone on to create an Instagram course and a mini Clubhouse course earlier this year. And I also launched my digital product membership last year, and I've sold multiple smaller digital products. So I've learned a lot about creating digital products, creating courses, mistakes to avoid, and all of those things. So without further ado, let's get on with mistake number one. So mistake number one that I see a lot of people doing is just diving into your idea without doing some basic research or really taking the time to think about your idea. But also I want to caution, um, I also see another camp where they take too much time to think about their idea. You know, they're planning all of these things and they don't ever take action or they don't ever finish their course idea. But you know, it normally goes like, oh, you have a really great idea for a course and you're so excited and you're like, people are going to love this. But before creating it, you want to ask yourself, like, do I know who these people are and what exactly are they going to love and why are they going to love it, right? Because trust me, I get super excited all the time about all the things. Like, obviously I love creating, like whether it's like free content, paid content, like I just love creating things. So I totally understand excitement. Um, but before I do any of that, I always ask myself this question, like, is there money in this? Because at the end of the day, you're a business owner, I'm a business owner, and we need to make money to stay in business, right? So when you are diving into your basic research, you want to make sure to make like make sure that your idea is sellable and that you're going to make money from it. And the next question that I ask myself is like, would I buy this if I saw it? And I can honestly say that for everything that I ha- have ever launched, I would 100% buy it myself in a heartbeat. Like I would buy my Pinterest course, I would buy my Instagram course, I would buy my um, create your course toolkit, my content for creatives, etc. Because the things I sell, like I actually use myself. And so number one, I know it works. It's proven and tested by me and by other customers. And I know it's going to save you so much time and headache. Plus it's going to take out a lot of the guesswork for you because I have laid out those steps. And that's my intention whenever I go into creating something. So Number one, I asked myself, is there money in this? And number two, I asked myself, like, would I buy it if I saw it? So make sure that you create something that you are going to buy, right? And something else when I'm doing my research is like looking at the supply and demand in the industry. So you want to make sure that there is an existing supply out there. And if so, you know, how big is the supply? Like how many other people are selling the thing that you want to create? Don't let that like, you know, detour you from wanting to create it instead look at it look at it as proof that there is a demand right because if that many people are creating something then that means that they see demand and that it's working for them especially if they continue advertising it because they have gotten success from it 
And so, you know, if there is a demand, like looking at how big that demand is, like how big is the potential like customer base and market base to make sure like, are you going to tap out after a certain time or are there always new people? Like, for example, if your target market is photographers, there's always going to be new people who get into photography, right? There are always more people who are going to become photographers, become designers, like whatever your target market is, make sure that, you know, that the demand is there and that people people are there. And the other thing that you want to think about is like, how are you going to make your product different? And what can you do to make your offer like stand out and be unique? Um, because the truth is that there are a lot of people out there selling something that you want to sell, right? So these are just some things to think about prior to creating your course and making sure our course or product idea and just making sure that it's a good idea. And like once you decide to move forward, I would say that mistake number two is not taking the time to validate your course idea and get feedback from your ideal customer. So now that you've, you know, confirmed that there is a supply and demand, you're going to want to validate your course idea and also be like super clear on who it's for, why they're going to buy your course, how it's going to help them, what kind of value it's going to provide, what kind of solution it's going to, you know, provide and what kind of problems that it's solving. So you want to make sure that you do market research with actual people who are qualified you know, who are qualified leads. You don't want to just ask anyone because I see a lot of people asking like a big Facebook group, like, you know, and they they drop a link to a survey, but that's basically like asking your friend who doesn't own a business and saying, hey, do you think this is a good idea? You know, if they're a supportive friend, they're probably going to be like, yes, this is an amazing idea. But it's one thing to say something is an amazing idea and then it's another to actually put your money where your mouth is. And so I always make sure to do market research with people who have actually, you know, now that I've sold so many things, I can do market research with people who have actually bought from me. But if you don't have any customers yet, you can either ask your existing clients who you work with now, or you can ask people who are the most engaged with your um, content, right? And so there are a few ways that you can do this. You can do this through like a phone call. You can do this through voice memos. You can do this through like writing DMs. I've done all three ways. And um, what I like about the video chat or phone call is that you really get to know the person one-on-one. The great thing about like voice memos is that you can kind of do it on your own time and the other person can, can kind of do it on their own time as well. But during your market research, you're going to want to find out a couple of things, right? So I'll share a couple of things that you should gather while you're doing your market research. So you want to find out like what their biggest struggles and pain points are when it comes to your course idea. So I'm going to give you an example. Say you're creating a course on Pinterest marketing. So when it comes to Pinterest, what are their biggest strengths? Um, struggles and pain points, right? What do they want to know? And what are their goals with Pinterest? But also um, you want to know about like where they currently are with their course idea. So for example, have they tried out Pinterest? Do they have a Pinterest account? You know, have they tried hiring like a Pinterest manager or have they, do they know about Pinterest, but they've never done anything with it, but they are totally interested in, um, 
Pinterest marketing and speaking of being interested, like also asking them why they're interested, right? So why are they interested in marketing their Pinterest, their business on Pinterest? Um, is it because they've heard about like the lead generation or the brand awareness or how it helps them like grow their email list or drive more traffic to their website? So finding out those things because later on, you can have those in, you know, your sales copy, your sales page. So the more information that you can get out of them, the better, because then they're telling you like directly what they're thinking. And that is super valuable. Um, yeah. So like I said, these are all things that you can use in your sales copy and also on your sales page. And another thing that I like to ask people when I'm doing market research is like, what makes me stand out? Um, as a like compared to other people I guess like what kind of qualities do they resonate with what kind of things they resonate with and I like doing that because I like doubling down on what I'm already good at and why people are attracted to my brand rather than like you know it's like in school right um they make you get better at the subjects that you're not great at but what if you just got really good at the subjects that you are good at right um because then you can just outsource the things that you're not good at and have someone who is really good at them do it for you later on so for example if you're not that great at organizing you can hire someone later on to help you organize the things in your business or even now to um have someone help you organize things in your business And if you're really good at the creative, then you work on the creative and someone else will work on the things that you're not, you're not good at. So um, that was a side tangent, but yeah, like I said, the more you understand your customers, the more you take the time to really get to know who you're selling to, what you're selling to them, the easier it's going to be to create your course because then you can easily map out your course offer and what you're going to include in the course. So for example, if someone you know, really struggles with staying accountable, maybe you decide to have group access or maybe decide to have like a limited time of support, right? Um, So things like that. So it's going to be easier to create your course, create your sales page, create a launch plan, etc. So mistake number three that I see people making is not having people to sell to. And I'm not saying that you have to have like a super big audience. Um, Recently had a one-on-one coaching client who sold her first course and she made a good amount of sales with less than a thousand followers. And so that goes to show you that you don't need that many people in your audience to, you know, um, to create your course, but you do need some type of engaged audience. And we've all heard of like no like and trust factor. And when it comes to, like digital product sales, course sales, any type of sale, if you're selling a service, they need to feel like they know, like, and trust you, right? They need to feel like the credibility is there, the expertise is there, they can relate to you, they like to, they like you, etc. And the good news is that it's really not that hard to build an audience or grow your existing audience, especially when you're crystal clear on who your ideal customer is. So for example, if your customer um, is a bookkeeper, right, you can easily type in bookkeeper on Instagram and Clubhouse and find all the bookkeepers that are out there. Or if your ideal customer is a wedding photographer, you can type in a wedding photographer and easily find them. 
and then like engage with them, get to know them, build a relationship, nurture the relationship, etc. Right. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to create a digital product um, or a course or both, you want to create your own product suite, I will say start building your audience and growing your audience now because, you know, three months down the line, six months down the line, um, however many months it is, you're going to wish that you had worked on your lead generation more and also nurturing those leads, right? So it's not just about getting new people in the door all the time. You want to make sure that you're nurturing them, that you're taking care of them, that you're adding value to their lives so that when you do have to need to sell, they're ready to buy, they know you, they like you, they trust you, they want to learn from you, etc. Okay, so the fourth mistake that I see people make, and I definitely um, have done this many times too, and I still, like this still applies to me, is they let their perfectionism, fear, and doubt get in the way. And I see this being like one of the biggest things that trips most people up, like the feeling like it has to be perfect, um, you know, worrying about if anyone will buy or what if my digital product isn't good enough or what if my course isn't good enough, all of these things, right? You're so scared that it won't sell. You're going to spend all this time on creating your course and only for it to not sell. And I totally understand that. It is a valid fear, but the thing is that you won't know if it it will sell or not unless you actually create it and sell it. And so, you know, even with this podcast, I I hesitated that even the idea of having a podcast for a long time because it's like, uh, you know, it felt so overwhelming because I had I was like, oh, I have to learn like all of these things, and then it was just different. But I just went for it, and I'm super glad that I started this podcast. I know it's you know not perfect. And that's okay. Just like how your first course isn't going to be perfect, but that's okay, right? Because it's never going to be done if you don't start. And it's never going to sell if you don't put it out there. And I hear so many people say that, like, I want to create a course or I want to create a digital product. And weeks go by and months go by. And I'm like, how's that thing going? And, you know, maybe some people start, maybe they don't, but they don't ever finish because they're worried that it might not be good enough or that it might not be valuable enough. Um, I always always say that the market will tell you, right? The market will tell you if it's good or not, if you're going, if you're selling or not, um, if people become repeat buyers or not, like also just following up with them and asking for feedback. And that's something that I've, that I do. I try to ask for feedback. Um, I haven't done that much in the past few months just because, I've slowed down in my business, but when I was doing, like when I was selling my first course, I was talking to basically everyone and I was asking them, I was like, how, you know, how did you find this course? Was it helpful? What could have been better, et cetera. And so I know it's scary to put yourself out there because, you know, if you launch it and no one buys, it can feel like rejection, right? And it doesn't feel good, but I really see it as like, you know, people see as failure, but I see as feedback. And it's just feedback for you on like what worked, what didn't work, what you could have done better, what was missing, like what needs to be added next time, 
what could be improved next time, etc. And so my advice for you, <laughs> my advice for you is like, don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of like never putting yourself out there because of the what ifs, right? The what if my course doesn't sell? What if I spend all this time on something that doesn't work out? Um, and like I said, I get it because I still have this fear sometimes, even with things that I create. But ever since like I've kind of let the perfectionism go, things have just flowed so much easier. Um, and I'm able to create things so much faster because I know that I can always update it along the way. And I can, I know that I can always, you know, refine it. And if people are looking for perfection, I'm not their person. Like if you're here looking for someone who had it all together, that is not me. And I used to be so afraid to say that because I used to be like, what if people find out they don't have it all together? And they're not going to want to buy from me. And the truth is that I'm not good at a lot of things. Um, a lot of them are great. Like, I'm not good at cooking. I'm not good at organization. <laughs> um, I'm not good at, you know, um, numbers. But what I am really good at is creating courses and creating digital products and helping other people do it. Because I've done it so many times that I can now do it probably in my sleep. No, I can't. But you know what I mean? Like I can do it. Like I can create a whole course in a weekend if I wanted to. Because I've, I've done it so many times and I know the process. And so even though I'm not great at everything, this is what I am really great at. And another thing that has, has helped me is that I think about it like this. If I create something that helps someone else then my job is done, right? Because that's ultimately what we want to do. We want to help other people. And so, you know, even if you're helping one person, wouldn't that be worth it? And let me just tell you, after you have your first course sale, it just changes everything because you're like, wow, someone just bought my course. Um, I resonate with them. Like they wanted to learn from me. And after you have your first course, you're like, okay, how do I get my second one? How to get my third one? How do I help more people? You know, how do I make a bigger impact? All of these things. So it's just really about doing one thing after the other and not giving up along the way, even if you don't see the results right away. That's really all it comes down to. But also like getting positive feedback and testimonials and hearing people say like, that was really good or I love what you're doing. Thank you for doing this. Like has helped a lot as well. So if you're like me and you need like, you know, constant affirmation, um, take screenshots, right? And save those videos that people sent you. And remember that you are helping people and you are making a difference because I can forget that a lot sometimes and I get in my own head. Um, yeah, just make sure to find ways to like ease your doubts and concerns and know that it does take time even if you see other people online doing it quickly it's not a race like you don't have to do it faster than they do right it is completely okay to take your time so speaking of courses like if you need help putting together your first course you know you're not sure what to do you're not sure like what questions to ask your ideal 
customers to validate your course idea. I did share some with you, um, but if you would like more or if you need help like putting together your course offer, then I actually created a digital product for you. Um, it's called Create Your Course Toolkit, and it's designed to help you validate, create, market, and sell your first or next course because it's like I said, it's not it's not enough to just create your course, right? You also you also have to market and sell it. So in this toolkit includes like six amazing tools um, with how to map out your course offer, how to like what kind of content to write during your launch week, along with two bonuses. So the first bonus is like a six-figure digital business calculator. And then the second bonus is 30 days of content ideas to warm up your audience prior to your launch. And it's all yours for only $47 as of me recording this episode. Um, So if you're interested in that, I'm going to leave this link in the show notes. Or you can go to my Instagram at mollyhillstudio and click on the link in bio to check it out and get started on creating your first course because after you create your first, you're going to get hooked and you're going to be like, how how can I create my next one? Um, So yeah, make sure to go check out that toolkit if you are interested in creating your first course because it's going to save you so much time. It's going to save you, you know, so much potential headache. It's going to take out the guesswork for you and all of those things. So that's it for today's episode. Um, And if you have like any questions about the course toolkit, if it's a good fit for you, feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm all used to you. My inbox is always open for you guys. And I would absolutely love to hear from you, even if you just want to send a message, you know, saying that this podcast episode is helpful for you. I would love a message like that as well. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you took a minute to leave a review. And I will see you in the next episode. Okay, I appreciate you. Bye.